You're listening to the podcast Water X Future, presented by Aquaporin, a water technology company based in Denmark. Aquaporin works to preserve one of our most valuable resources, water, by combining advanced bioengineering, open innovation, and circular thinking. In this podcast, we talk to experts about water and all the opportunities and dilemmas it contains, technologies rooted in nature, the purpose of innovation, and the spectrum between science and humans. Welcome. Hi, I'm Ona Sullivan, your host, and the person conducting the interviews is Meta Milgard Henriksen. In the last episode, we talked about Aquaporn's first year as a listed company from three different perspectives the chairperson, the executive officer, and the chief financial officer, who all provided interesting insights into the first year on Nasdaq Copenhagen Stock Exchange. If you're curious to delve further into the finance universe, I recommend Seamus Medan's MBIT podcast. Tune into MBIT podcast on Apple Podcasts to get exclusive business insights tailored to the next generation from entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and founders of public companies. Today, however, we're talking about a completely different topic we will delve into the trends of food and beverage technology and take a closer look at some of the most sustainable and innovative ones. We will focus on two companies, both of them pioneers. First, we'll talk to Yufeng Li, who is Food and Beverage Commercial Director of Aquaporn. Second, we'll talk to Nomi Mikkelsen, the Marketing Coordinator at Café Bueno, a Danish startup which is upcycling used coffee grounds. Have you ever heard of the term clean label? You might have, because it's not new. The term itself appeared for the first time during the 1980s, when consumers started to avoid e-numbers listed on food labels. The use of the term clean label skyrocketed 10 years ago, and the food industry started to respond to the increasing consumer demand of such clean label products by supplying food products that are perceived as cleaner. Today's consumers are increasingly health-conscious and environmentally aware, and they have high expectations for their food and drink. They want natural products produced sustainably. Maybe you're one of them. The demand for natural products and ingredients is one of the strongest trends in the food and beverage industry. To ensure that brands and producers do not fall behind in the ever-evolving clean label trend, they must use clean ingredients, take stock of their processing methods, and consider their ingredients association with a clean conscience. Aquaporn is one of the companies contributing to exactly this, and this we will talk more about later in the episode, when we talk to Yongfeng Li, Food and Beverage Commercial Director at Aquaporn. As today's consumers are also environmentally aware, we'll also talk to Nomi Mikkelsen, Marketing Coordinator at Café Bueno, which uses coffee grounds so nothing goes to waste after having a cup of coffee. Does it sound too good to be true? Well, we'll find out later in the episode. Let's get an overview of the trend's clean label, which has driven the food and beverage industry for a while now, as consumers, in particular in industrialized countries, today are much more interested in information about the production methods and components of food and beverages. This means that the food and beverage industry, to a large extent, must consider how they process, create, and deliver their products to consumers. A new process being developed by Aquaporn, Natural Concentration Technology, harnesses nature's own water filtration process to extract water from raw ingredients, 
without the need of applying high heat or pressure. As a natural and gentle process, the natural concentration technology preserves the raw ingredients' natural nutrition, creating a concentration that is full of healthy goodness. We asked Yongfeng Li, Food and Beverage Commercial Director at Aquaporin, about this new technology and how it's securing clean and sustainable products for the consumers. Hi, Yunfeng. Will you start by introducing yourself to our listeners? Uh, my name is Yunfeng, and uh, I work at Akapori uh, in the, our food and beverage area. And uh, this is an area where we have been developing our solutions for the industry for the last three years. And uh, we work closely with customers to uh, utilize our technology uh, for their products and production. And in this episode, we're talking about the clean label trend in food and beverages, which has driven the food and beverages industry for a while now. Will you put some words on this trend? Um, sure. I mean, clean label is, uh, is a nomenclature that, uh, or, or something that we use in the industry to talk about how uh, packaging is labeled and uh, presented to consumers. Uh, but in the end, it is really the dialogue between a producer, a brand or a consumer uh, to give um, uh, consumers a chance to understand what is the value in the product and uh, how they should then choose when they are in the supermarkets. And today's consumers are increasingly health conscious and environmentally aware, and I can only relate to that. And they also have high expectations of what they eat and drink. So they want natural products made with healthy and nutrient-rich ingredients. How do they get that with Aquaporin inside natural concentration technology? Well, at the moment, uh, we don't produce materials, but we work with brands and uh, producers. So what happens is that normally when we go to supermarkets, uh, we buy food that has been processed and brought to us. And um, this, in order for the product to survive along the storage and supply chains, um, things has to be, um, I'll say, uh, used to actually preserve the quality of the food. Um, this is when you buy a juice or even an apple. Uh, it has probably been produced somewhere else and brought it to you. And so uh, along these chains of production and processing and, and shipping, we will have then the possibility to provide producers a chance to better preserve the qualities of the product, so the taste and the flavor and nutrients. Uh, compared to uh, a standard uh, technology that is existing today. The use of membrane concentration in food and beverage products holds great potential. With membranes, and especially with forward osmosis, FO, as we talked about in an earlier episode, companies can concentrate their products using far less energy. They're therefore also very important for sustainability purposes. Aquaporin uses forward osmosis, which in the past few years has gained popularity as a gentle concentration process. Forward osmosis has unique properties by combining high rejection rate and low fouling propensity and can be operated without significant pressure or temperature gradient and therefore can be considered as a potential candidate for a broad range of concentration applications where current technologies still suffer from critical limitations. And can you give us some other examples for what this technology is being used for? Um, well, we use it mainly for water separation. So in other other businesses, we try to re- remove and clean water in a, in a more efficient way from wastewater and, and, and drink for drinking water purposes. Uh, but uh, in the food area, we also remove water, uh, just that there is more concern about how keeping the quality of the product, the, the original product intact. So we work mainly with uh, liquid beverages and liquid products. So uh, things that will already have water in them 
And what we can do is to, similar to other processes, remove the water to keep the quality of the product intact. And what could these products be? Well, it's actually anything that you can drink, basically. Uh, so everything that is used in the, the beverage category. Um, so you can look at the beverage market or shelves in, in the supermarket. But it also is uh, something that is very familiar to the industry's uh, flavorings and ingredients. So a lot of the things that we buy, even um, foods that are uh, uh, processed foods, that we call them, but but it's really uh, things that is made for our convenience. Uh, then you also need to add flavoring to them. And so uh, flavorings is a, a big uh, part of the, the application area as well. Fruits and berries, dairy products, juice, tea, coffee, coconut products, alcohol, or nearly any food beverage could be naturally concentrated with aquaporin inside technology. The possibilities are endless. But when we talk about clean label or about the trend, it's not only about the ingredients, it's also about the way that the products are produced. So we can call this sustainability. But how does Aquaporin know what to do to be sustainable? Well, we like to work in different angles to this. And of course, the one part is uh, our own footprint and what we can do to improve our own production and, and our methods and logistics. And that's something we continue to do. And then the bigger part, the bigger impact is what we can do with producers. So, for example, if we take a very common product, you look at, for uh, example, a juice. Um, this is something that is quite a common product uh, in, in the supermarkets. Um, they would have been produced somewhere and then shipped to the end consumer in the store. And so the more water we can remove from this um, shipment or, or the process and it also um, minimize the weight that we have in the shipping, That would also save the um, carbon dioxide and, and energy uh, in these products. So uh, indirectly, uh, we would then be able to improve the uh, the, the carbon footprints of the products that the, the consumers buy. Can you also put some words on the role that technology plays in making food production more sustainable? Well, um, we have developed our industries with technology. So, so the technology that we use today to be able to produce food for billions of people is based on the technology that that has been existing. Um, so, for example, if we didn't have the way to preserve food, there would be no supermarkets because people the food wouldn't be able to trans be transported for that long, and we wouldn't have uh, the possibility to choose the diverse uh, products that we have in the shelves if they weren't for cold storage. Um, so all of these technical innovations had brought then uh, changes to what we can consume and how we consume. So we hope that for uh, in, in further innovation, then we can address some of the more qualitative uh, aspects of food uh, that the consumers are care about today. And if we look into the future, what is then the vision of Aquaporin within food and beverages? The vision is that we can work with major brands and producers of these products to be able to tell them how much the value is in using our technology, both in the quality of the products, but also in the sustainability and the energy savings. And through them, we will then be able to um, deliver more sustainable products and higher quality products to consumers. But then in the end, also to educate consumers about the choices that they can make to their production and purchases, to be able to consume more sustainably and with the intact qualities and the health in mind. Thank you so much, Yunfing, for your time and I'm um, going to look forward to follow your journey. Thank you very much. Nice speaking with you.
The global focus on sustainability has motivated many companies to innovate their processes and supply chain to reduce their CO2 emissions and energy consumption for both manufacturing and logistics. As Yongfeng Li explains, Aquaporin has the possibility to provide producers a chance to better preserve the quality of the products, the taste, the flavor, and the nutrients, in contrast to the standard technology which exists today. Also, looking into the future, Yongfeng Li is certain that Aquaporin technology is crucial to be able to deliver more sustainable products. Everyone likes a good cup of coffee, don't you? Worldwide, coffee is amongst the most popular beverages, with over 2 billion cups consumed daily. In Denmark, 50 million kilos of coffee are consumed every year. There is high demand for coffee, there is no doubt about that. But what happens to the remaining coffee grounds after being used to produce a cup? Unfortunately, about 60-70% to of coffee grounds worldwide end up in a landfill, and a large portion is incinerated for energy production, and a very small percentage is recycled into briquettes and pellets, mushroom growing or fertilizer. In other words, a lot of coffee grounds go to waste. Some might feel guilty about that. Maybe some have thought, can't we use coffee grounds for something? And yes, we can. The startup Café Bueno is a good example of that. Café Bueno was launched in 2016. It's based in Copenhagen, Denmark. The three founders, however, are from Colombia. Café Bueno applies green chemistry and biotechnology to transform coffee byproducts into ingredients for a variety of industries, including functional food, nutraceuticals, and cosmetics. According to the founders of Café Bueno, coffee is the most underutilized resource on Earth, and their vision is a world where people can see coffee as a resource for improving people's lives, rather than seeing it just as their caffeine fix. This we will talk to Nomi Mickelson, marketing coordinator at Café Bueno, about. Hi Nomi, thanks for joining us in this episode of the podcast. Will you start by introducing yourself to our listeners? Hi, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here and I will. Um, so yeah, my name is Nomi and I'm currently Café Bueno's marketing coordinator. So that basically means that I'm helping them execute their marketing strategies. I'm fostering meaningful relationships with our stakeholders and I'm pushing the collaboration with influencers. Um, but at the same time, I'm also, you know, doing all of our communications, all of our social media. And yeah, overall, though, obviously my goal is to support us and the whole Café Bueno team in promoting our, our vision and our mission and yeah, just trying to bring awareness to the health potential of coffee. And can you explain to us what the concept of Café Bueno is? Yeah, of course. Um, well, first of all, yeah, spent coffee grounds, uh, well, coffee grounds in general and coffee byproducts are a very valuable resource overall. Um, but currently it is a fact that we're massively wasting that resource. Um, so if I take it way back, first of all, coffee is a plant and this plant is filled with antioxidants, essential fatty acids, sugars, proteins, and a lot of other health promoting compounds. Um, and when we brew a cup of coffee, we only get 1% of those compounds and those benefits. So we're actually throwing away uh, these 99% that are left over of health benefits into the trash, 
which is obviously a huge shame. But other than just that, when we throw it out in, in the bin, um, it goes to a uh, landfills where it ends up generating 340 cubic meters of methane per ton of coffee. Um, and also right now there's over 9 billion tons of coffee traded annually. So you can kind of imagine the quantities and like how much methane, uh, is polluting the world out there due to this. So yeah. Um, but I cover bueno. We obviously try to, to take that coffee, upcycle it and break it down um, into its like molecular building blocks. And then we use those building blocks to produce ingredients. And mostly we try to produce it for the industries that are working with health um, and well-being. So that's personal care, nutraceuticals, food and beverage. And all of our ingredients are aimed at improving health, um, skin or just like addressing specific health and skin conditions. Um, but we also keep in mind if we can possibly substitute synthetics and petrochemicals in just the general products we're using. So it's kind of like a, we're like multitasking a lot when we're trying to get these compounds out and make ingredients from them. It sounds super fascinating and we'll go more in depth into the technology and how Cafe Bueno does it. But let's first talk about the founders. How did they get the idea of upcycling coffee grounds? How did they end up in Copenhagen and how did they get this idea for for Café Bueno? Yeah, that's a good question. So they're obviously quite far from home. It actually all started with them coming to to Europe. They they went to study in London, all three of them. And whilst they were traveling and they were studying in London, they started to realize that the perception of coffee is very different in, in different countries. So for example, in Scandinavia, they realized that coffee is seen as a beverage that mostly contains caffeine, and, you know, that picks us up. And, and that was kind of our main purpose of it. But when they grew up in Colombia, they saw it being applied to many other things, everything from, you know, being put on a wound to uh, being used for hair dyeing. Um, so during their studies, they started thinking about this and they were like, hmm, why is it that when we were kids and if we hurt ourselves, our mom or our grandma would put coffee grounds on the wound? And why is it that it worked? Why did it make us feel better? Um, so they did some research and they obviously realized that coffee has all these compounds and this health potential regarding, for example, inflammation in the case of wounds. And yeah, they just realized that, you know, it's so much more than just a beverage as well. Um, and that perhaps they could bring that here. Um, but other than that, they started to question, you know, how much are like, for example, they noticed that coffee shops in London and Copenhagen, they're able to have very fancy businesses, but the farmers themselves are perhaps not receiving the same amount of, of money as their coffee is valued at in total. Um, and the reason being is obviously because, as I mentioned earlier, from the coffee, when we just brew it, we get 1% of benefits. So they're kind of only able to successfully sell these farmers 1% of the coffee. So the guys, they started to think as well, you know, how can we actually make that 99% that's left a product that the industries want so the farmers can get what they deserve for their coffee and not just, yeah, 1%. So as a combination of thoughts, um, and then I know that they also had a lot of Scandinavian, uh, like classmates and course mates, um, who kind of pointed them in the, the direction of Scandinavia, not just in regards to how much coffee we drink, Because as you probably know, we, we drink a lot. <laughs> um, but also about, you know, how Denmark is becoming a biotech hub and 
basically all the potential that Scandinavia held for coffee being uh, being used in new ways. And what is it then that Coffee Bueno does? Can you explain the technology? You know, I would love to explain it in detail, but the technology is our biggest secret. So I am, you know, sworn to not go into like detail. But I can say that we use green chemistry and we use biotechnologies to break down the coffee ground and then take advantage of everything that they're made up of, like on a molecular level. And some of those technologies are already existing. So you could probably find out how we're doing that. There's some pretty basic methods um, that are well used. And then there's some that we've added, some of our own technologies that we've come across and developed. So yeah, that's all I can say. So which products do you realize from the recycled coffee with Coffee Bueno? Um, I know that there are two products at the moment, but you can explain much more about it. Um, so yeah, currently we do have these these two that you mentioned in the market and we've been commercializing them globally since 2018. So yeah, that's Cafoil and Cafiber. Um, firstly, we pr produce Cafoil and Cafoil is a lipophilic extract. It's derived from obviously coffee byproducts and is prosperous in lenoleic acids um, and polyphenols and tocopherols and basically just has all the compounds I was referring to earlier. But in particular, it's really, really good for sun care, aging treatments, it enhances your skin barrier, and it can even help with like anti-cellulite products. Um, it filters light selectively as well. So that means that you could still get some color from the sun, but you wouldn't get the sun arrhythmia um, from the UVB rays. Uh, so obviously it helps kind of make it a safer, yeah, safer experience. So in personal care in that industry, it's being applied currently in creams and shampoos, conditioners, uh, skin serums, and much more. Um, but other than, you know, just having all these benefits for the skin and for the user, the product itself is also able to be maintained longer because of all the polyphenols and, and all of this. Essentially, it actually extends the shelf life um, because of how many healthy compounds there are within it. So the manufacturers don't have to stress as much about, you know, how long will this oil keep because it's extending itself just based on what, what it consists of. And then there was the second one. So kefiber. Uh, kefiber um, comes from pre-treated and defatted spent coffee grounds. Um, it's caffeine free. It's low in fat. It's really rich in protein and of course, uh, insoluble fiber, and it has a lot of potassium in it. So it's a great nutrient boost. And it can actually be applied to, to both personal care products and food and beverage. With personal care, you can almost imagine like fibers, you, you could put them in scrubs um, as it exfoliates really, really well, but also cleanses and masks and much more. And then as for food and beverage, Uh, it's mostly applied to, for example, bakery, confectionery, snack bars, like date bars and all of these, because, well, it obviously has all the fibers and the added benefits. But as I mentioned with Cafoil, because of the same compounds, it ends up extending the shelf life. So it's a healthy alternative that also helps the product be on the shelf longer without putting any chemicals in, just keeping it really clean and healthy. And yeah, so... Those are two that we have on the market, but actually we have 15 products in the pipeline. 
So we know that there are endless opportunities and we're really, really excited to start actually commercializing more um, because, I mean, I mentioned a little earlier with what, you know, our founders used as the, when they were children regarding like wounds. And so there's so much potential and it's it's just so exciting. And right now we're going through clinical trials. So hopefully in the near future, you're going to start seeing some more coffee ground products. It's very fascinating, at least, to hear about the potential of the coffee grounds, what we in Denmark call Café Grums. I've read that Café Bueno wants to make Denmark the first circular coffee country. How do you want to achieve this? Yeah, that's true. We really do want that. But actually, we want to do it on a global scale, to be honest. Um, we're trying to... Well, we're in the process right now of just building the first biorefinery for coffee. Um, so that's step one. But the goal and the vision in the long run is to have this decentralized network of biorefineries around the entire world and to then source locally regarding the spent coffee grounds and to produce this like yeah circular um, process within every country if possible. Um, we do have, you know, we've obviously taken steps already and we've been collaborating with hotels um, large companies um, getting their spent coffee grounds, recycling it, and then putting it into, for example, the shampoos and conditioners in the hotel rooms, or just if it's a big business, putting it in their own bathrooms that the workers are using. Um, so it's slowly being built up, but we definitely have a big vision. And with all the coffee we're consuming, there's just so much potential. And this model is so straightforward that, yeah, I, I really see that it's gonna it's gonna work in the future and just to wrap up the interview what is your vision for the future i feel like we we still stick with our core vision but of course we add to it as we go uh, as we dream bigger but for the most part it really is essentially changing the way people perceive coffee we don't want it to just be a beverage anymore because it has so much potential we really want it to be seen as a sustainable health elixir if you could call it that And we believe it could be. We know it can be. And we're going to prove it by, you know, putting in all the products out there. Hearing about Café Bueno's concept is really fascinating. And we love coffee ourselves. But we were surprised to hear that coffee has so many health benefits. Therefore, it's also a shame to hear that we're wasting the valuable resource which Coffee Grounds is. We're also curious to see what will be the next Coffee Ground products, as it sounds like Café Bueno is working hard on the vision to change how the world sees coffee. As we might think here in Denmark, coffee is not just a beverage. It has so much potential, according to Nomi Mikkelsen. This was the 15th episode of the podcast series WaterX Future presented by Aquaporin. Today, we talked about the trends in food and beverages technology with a closer look at some of the most sustainable and innovative ones, Aquaporin and Café Bueno. That's all for now. In the next episode, we talk about PFAS and how for decades it has been used in various industries. Now, we are facing the consequences of the widespread use of industrial chemicals contaminating our groundwater and seeing the effects it has on the human body. Not only in Denmark, but worldwide. Also, we're constantly on the outlook to improve and develop our podcast. 
If you have any thoughts or theme suggestions, send Aquaporn a message on Facebook. If you like what you're listening to, please send some stars our way. Rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll be very grateful. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon.